What's up, Internet? Welcome to another episode of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. As always, I'm your host, Greg Marzak. Excited to bring you one of the top lacrosse podcasts on the Internet. Uh, this week, we've got some exciting content. We've got MHSA quarterfinals and and uh, going into the state championship. We've got a recap of the championship weekend for Division 1, 2, and 3. And then, obviously, uh, we've got the PLL to talk about. Um, for those new listening, um, my name is Greg Marzak. I already said that. Uh, I played you know, college across Division I, uh, Boston University, Detroit Mercy. Uh, I'm from Michigan, played at Brother Rice, and most recently I uh, played for the Polish national team in which we qualified for the World Games in San Diego in 2023. Um, I'm a, a fan, uh, a coach, and someone who's interested in growing the game, and obviously here I am talking about it on the internet. So thank you for tuning in. One last point, uh, as I always start off the episodes, if you're you know college kid, uh, high school or young player, youth player who has aspirations to continue to play, you know put the headphones in and go hit the wall. Get you know get 20 minutes in worth of, of work. It would mean the world to me and your coaches and obviously it would be an opportunity for you to get better not only by listening to some old guys take on on the game, um, but also, you know, it would be a real opportunity for you to improve your skills on the game. So uh, thank you again. And let's get into the episode. This episode is brought to you by the official sponsor of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show, Omnia Lacrosse. Whether you're in Grand Rapids, Hazlitt, Metro Detroit, Traverse City, Alma, Omnia Lacrosse is the premier club lacrosse program in the state of Michigan. I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe it. That's why I coach for them. They are the top lacrosse program in the state of Michigan for club lacrosse. So whether you're looking to just get started an entry-level playing or you want to take your game to the next level and go on the recruiting tournaments, Omnia Lacrosse is the club program for you. Check out their website at omnialacrosse.com or use the link on, on my website, Braveheart Lacrosse Show, uh, to find out what opportunities are available. First off, congratulations to all the teams that made it and competed in the MHSA uh, um, tournament for, for the state championship. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm sure for some of the bigger or smaller programs who made it pretty far, uh, that's a huge accomplishment. It's awesome to see, you know, the sport grow and new programs become sort of powerhouses uh, within the state. Um, But of course, uh, here we are with the quarterfinals taking place, depending on when you're listening, uh, either tomorrow or, or, you know, this weekend. Um, We've got some of the top powerhouses competing. And uh, so that includes Brother Rice taking on in in Division One, Brother Rice taking on Lake Orion. We've got Clarkston and Granville. We've got Detroit Catholic Central and Midland and Heartland and Grand Ledge. So, you know, just some thoughts on that, right? A lot of, a lot of powerhouse teams that have uh, traditionally made it to the quarterfinals and, and, and seeing late into May, even in June, every year. And so this is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome to see. Of course, my thoughts, not only because I went there, but Brother Rice is extremely talented. I mentioned before... They've definitely had a, a, a you know a rough go this year uh, with injuries and you know um, 
not a not a perfect performance in every game, but uh, there is still a, a absolute powerhouse and and um, you know someone that I think will will if not be the champion, they'll definitely be there on on uh, what is that June June eleventh. So um, you know those are my thoughts on that. I think you know everyone else is fighting for the opportunity to play against them, and while there is talent, you know especially with Clarkson with the um, Kaminskis uh, you know sort of legacy and coach there, I think he does a great job. Um, I just, you know, and, and they've had a great season. What are they, 18 and one? They got a loss out of the way. So they're going to be, you know, looking to, to redeem that season. The CC, you know, obviously they have, they have talent. They're a really disciplined program. Um, but it's just tough when, when, you know, every kid at Brother Rice is, is looking to compete and, and, you know, they've, they've stomped out their competition. I mean, most of the games end early. Uh, in this in this state championship run, so um, you know, best of luck to them. Best of luck to everyone in, in in you know that is competing. You know, you don't want to see any injuries, and you definitely want uh, kids to to have a memorable experience. So for all the seniors, it's one of the last times potentially that they'll be playing, definitely with their the team that they're on. So you know, you want to see you know, and it's good to see, like I said, the talent grow at different programs in in this state. Um, Moving on to Division Two, with that, like I mentioned, we have uh, Grand Rapids, Forest Hills, Portage Northern, uh, Hazlitt. I've talked about them. You know, it's great to see you know that program grow and succeed. Uh, and they're taking on Grand Rapids Catholic, Detroit Country Day, and Okemos, uh, uh, East Grand Rapids, and Warren De La Salle. Again, I didn't expect Warren De La Salle to be able to upset Orchard Lake, but awesome. And and you know, obviously. Uh, unfortunately for Orchard Lake, that's the end of their season. But I, I do think they have a great program there, and they, they have a lot of talent there. So, um, you know, a couple guys in Omnia, and we're looking forward to getting them back on the field here in uh, the next week. But, you know, my predictions, Division Two Country Day is really good. You know, it was rough to see them beat up uh, uh, JD and the boys at um, at, at Cranbrook. But they're, they're, you know, they're just so talented. They've got talent all over the field, and, you know, Country Day, maybe a matchup against uh, Grand Rapids Forest Hills. I think, you know, that's going to be the look there. Um, th- that's probably going to be the matchup for Division Two in the championship. But that's just my thoughts, and what do I know? So moving on from uh, the MHSA and, and, you know, going into a recap of this past weekend and college lacrosse, I thought this was an incredible season. Um, definitely a lot to talk about from a uh, fan's point and, and, you know, moving into the media segment, right? Everyone was, was sort of hyped up Ivy and then we saw the Ivy League make it and, and have such a big presence in the, in the tournament. Uh, but I think overall, you know, especially at the Division One, well, focusing on the Division One level, Maryland, you know, the star of the season, right? Everyone, everyone watched them, thought they had an incredible performance, talking up uh, are they one of the top teams of all time I think they solidified themselves in that argument and and you know however you feel about that uh, they are in, it was an incredible run for them um, the the you know discussion like we said around I think now that we've gotten to see how everything played out the whole season seemed to come to a, a, a final resolution right 
doesn't matter if Notre Dame or Duke or Utah made the conference, you know, they however they did, however it all played out, we got to see the top team this year uh, unanimously win and, and sort of, you know, prove that they were the best team in the country. I mean, and they, and they, they put a cap on it, and that's the end of that. It was an awesome, awesome end to an incredible season for Maryland and everyone else. Um, some thoughts for me. You know, it's it's great to see other teams that maybe we didn't think and, and hadn't had uh, a place at the big dance in a while, right? We talked about Princeton. It had been 10 years for them um, to, to make it, you know, to the tournament. And, and that was so cool to see them, uh, you know, a high-powered offense like that uh, make it. And, and, you know, not only that, their defense was incredible, too. I know it um, – Rutgers, same thing, right? A lot of controversy. Even I was sort of questioning how they were going to play out. They had so many uh, changes in 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 relied a lot on the transfer portal. But you know that was awesome to see them again. It was unfortunate how that played out with the rain and you know whatever you want to point fingers at. But I thought overall they were incredible. It was an incredible team, and uh, right to see two conferences, Big Ten and Ivy League, which probably got the most coverage the whole year, show up and prove everyone right that uh, they deserve to be there. And there they were at the end of the at the end of the um, at the end of the season. So that's sort of my thoughts on on how Division One ended out. Again, I know that uh, this this uh, podcast didn't cover as much, um, but, you know, we we found a a um, bandwagon to hitch to and we rode that out with rit thanks my uh, teammate colin and congrats to the tigers that was an awesome awesome division three championship and title um man what a comeback right like if you know i was there i was fortunate i was out in uh connecticut and massachusetts this weekend there was the or this past weekend there was the heritage cup alongside the uh tournament weekend so you know i got to play a little bit with some guys and shout out to the polish national team if you're interested in getting involved there's a link in the bio um and i think it's an amazing you know sort of opportunity that i've started to get later in my career and and playing days but um you know i can't recommend it enough it's a it's a really cool program to be a part of and sort of an honor to uh represent some some you know something bigger than yourself so um but finishing out the discussion around division two and three so division three uh wow union they showed up i mean i don't know if they covered it as big in the tv i'm sure they they at least talked about it but you know if i'm actually being there Union was full. Their sideline was packed, and their their section uh, and at the game was full. Uh, and they brought the house for for that, and that was great to see representation. Um, looking at RIT again, they had a huge presence, not as big as Union, but uh, they they were bumping, and uh, that was really cool to see and 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 sort of be a part of. Um, and what a comeback, you know, it was a, a beautiful weather, great game, and that was awesome to see, you know, such such a sort of historic program uh, make its way up there. So um, that was cool, getting to Division Two, sort of called Tampa winning before the game. I was talking with some buddies. They just, they just looked a lot stronger in warm-ups. I know it's sort of an uh, ebb and flow type game, but, you know, being there and watching it, it, it seemed like Tampa had a uh, – sort of a stronghold on the game and and you know they looked like they were were in control of it so that's sort of my thoughts on that I thought it was um, 
awesome weekend. You know, if you ever have the opportunity and are considering going out there, do it. You know, the weather was beautiful. I know next year is going to be in Philadelphia. And so there'll be a lot going on, whether it's with the Heritage Cup or, you know, different different club teams that sort of make their way out there. Um, it was it was it was really cool. It was, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, again, that's my recap of of championship weekend. Loved it. You know, it was great to see those guys and and sort of a you know unique time for the seniors finishing their career and on one hand you have guys jumping up you know with spending time with their family running up into the stands and on the other side you know you sort of see the the end or closing of one one's career and and a portion of their their story so but overall it was awesome it was really cool like i said can't say enough cool things about it can't recommend it enough Lastly, moving into the PLL, so a lot of coverage, right? Everything from uh, training camp and moving into uh, the opening day, right, for for the PLL, a lot of coverage. Uh, I had a couple people reach out in in the comment sections and, and, you know, question what are my thoughts on the PLL. I haven't talked about it too much. I wanted to focus on the uh, um, college lacrosse scene for until the end of the year, but now that now that that's over, let's talk about the PLL. Um, so my thoughts, first of all, positive. I think it's great, right? You're seeing them get ESPN t- uh, coverage time, a lot of media coverage. I think that the social media team at the PLL does a great job, uh, you know, giving player insights, talking it up, you know, getting on on online trends and and definitely getting media coverage for for something that's really cool, right? It's a unique model and and. It is awesome to see, you know, a, a change of pace in the in the professional lacrosse scene. So I support it, and I'm a big fan. Like I have friends at play, Sergio Perkovic, you know, uh, Charlie Hayes. Like I've, I think it's awesome, and I love watching. I'm, I've been watching Peacock Network. You know, I'll watch every game on ESPN. I'll continue to bring my predictions and thoughts on the season for anyone who's who's interested in that. And uh, so I love it. Now, that doesn't mean it's perfect, right? Like, here are some of my negative thoughts. Um, one is, and I don't have a lot of answers, but these are some of my thoughts, and you asked, so I'll give it. The, the idea of spreading the game and growing it is especially, you know, it's, it's, it's an opinion, right? If you get more views and get more people watching the game, going to the games, right, that's awesome. That is one way to grow the game, engagement and, and people playing. On the other hand, right, like I worry that it's a huge, like not money grab, but a little bit because how do you, well, the players have to get paid, of course. You have to do, you know, the sponsorships and all that and everyone has to get their margins. But how how do how do you justify growing the game when you sell, you know, $60, $70 hoodies, right? Like it's just an honest discussion, right? And some things that need to happen to grow the game and the biggest barrier of entry is the cost of, of the sport. It's one of the most expensive. So I don't, I, I know that they do camps and sort of donate back and there's different clubs that I've interviewed. You can go back and look in the, in the different episodes that, that, talk about how to grow it in in sort of lower income areas but you know the PLL I think should do a better job and and try to target that right you see um and the NFL and and the um play 60 and trying to get players involved so again my thing is 
yes, go ahead, make money, get the sponsorship deals, you know, get the suits with ESPN. That's awesome. But also talk about the real challenges that the sport faces. Like I just, I don't know that that's one of the negative side, negative ideas that I sort of see about it. But overall, I think it's an amazing league. I'm awesome. I'm fired up to cover it and, and see my, you know, friends, teammates and, and just this growth of it. Uh, but like I said, I, I do think that there's some areas of improvement. And then lastly, neutral opinion. I don't know. I don't have an answer, but um, there's a not talked about, but clearly a, a dynamic going on in lacrosse where different versions of the game are growing, right? You have the NLL getting ESPN contracts, new team signing, like the indoor scene growing. And so for people, fans of the sport, right, they're like, adopting and buying in on that and then you have the pll field right that's growing and seeing you know huge huge interest huge uh backing dollars and you know capital interest going into it so but those are two different uh, two you know two different versions of the game of the same game and to a newcomer who's not necessarily uh you know, accustomed to lacrosse or has never seen it before, that, that's a divide, right? Which, what are we watching here? Why is the sport different and, and similar but different? Um, and then lastly, th- there's this whole third discussion going around about the, you know, the six-player game and what the Olympics are going to look like. Are they going to have nine, you know, 10, 10 v. 10 style? Is it going to be a box? Is it going to be a mix of both? And, what what does that look like you know what what do we what are, for the growth of the sport which model is the best is it a combination of both and should we adopt towards that um i don't know and again like i said these are neutral and i don't have a opinion on it i i just it's an observation and, and questions that are floating around so and i didn't mean to cause confusion i'm just bringing up some some thoughts around it of like well, where where does this ultimately go? Is the PLL trying to take over as the largest, you know, and and to set the standard? Is the NLL tr- competing with the PLL for that position? Are ultimately those two going to merge and form one of the six on six league? Like the and again, this is sort of a wild topic to talk about, but that's that's what's happening. That's what I see. Uh, and, you know, when everyone's vouching and trying to fight to get lacrosse in the Olympics, like to get it, you know, that international recognition and to really put it on the map, what will the sport look like and how will how will the PLL and NLL and, you know, all those things merge? Again, I don't know. And I'm just someone who is is a fan of the sport and trying to uh, grow the game like everyone else's. And those are some things that I think about when I, um, you know, take a step back out of playing and out of being a fan and just sort of looking at where lacrosse is um, overall. So, again, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll wrap it up here. I have some exciting more uh, content coming out in the uh, next weeks. Uh, One big push here at the end. If you've made it this far, please consider subscribing. Uh, whatever platform you're on, whether it's the um, 
you know, Apple podcast uh, network, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Pandora, audiobooks, you know, whatever platform you're on, please consider subscribing and sharing. Uh, if you, you know, take a screenshot and, and share it with someone uh, and send me a DM or email me, I can uh, send out some giveaways. I, I got some uh, lacrosse merch I can, I can send. So um, I'd appreciate it. Uh, and lastly, if you have any other questions or any other topics you'd like me to address, feel free to stay engaged. Uh, like I mentioned, all the um, links are in the bio. You can check out the website, BraveheartLacrosseShow.com. And thank you again. Tell your parents you love them and have a great, uh, great weekend.